you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Mizzou Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And on today's show, well, frankly, it's all football, no basketball. We're jam-packed with gridiron talk today as we count down to the opener here just a few days away. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On for $10 off your next order. And on today's show, well, got plenty to talk about, as I just said, including Nick Bolton, I believe... Let the cat out of the bag this past week when it came to who the starting quarterback is going to be for Missouri. And also in that vein, I think I have a pretty good idea of what Missouri's offensive game plan is going to look like, despite the fact that I've never seen Eli coach a game in this program. But first of all, why don't we just lead with some sound bites and some updates from the roster, some positive, some negative. And well, frankly, there's been some pretty big updates from earlier in this week. Originally, it was reported that 12 men from Missouri would be out of this game via either a positive COVID-19 test or a contact trace being led back to one of those positive tests, likely from a roommate. And you know what? Why don't I just allow Eli Drinkwitz to explain all the ins and outs of this COVID-19 update? Uh, From COVID-related, we have seven out um for this week uh but we still have two tests to go uh we took a test yesterday and had or got our results back from uh, sunday's test we had zero positives um um, so we right now we're at seven i know that i had initially stated 12 um but there was an issue with our testing um one of the test results came back inconclusive uh, which deemed that to be a positive and so therefore we contact traced several players um, once that that inconclusive test was uh, retaken multiple times with PCR swab and concluded to be a negative test we were able to allow people to, to uh, come back out of the contact tracing so there you have it good news obviously five extra Missouri Tigers will be available but again unless you're really deeping diving deeply into Mizzou social media. And frankly, I have a daughter. I don't have time for all that kind of crap. But it's going to be hard to figure out exactly who's going to be sitting. So I guess we'll just have to find out, probably in pregame warm-ups, with everybody else. Coach Eli also had some updates on the overall status of the roster itself, including, keep in mind that, again, the SEC put into place a 53-man roster limit for any football game. So let's hear what Eli had to say about this roster. The way I see it, way my calculations are, we'll be at 69 scholarship players available uh, for the Alabama contest. Um, we are going to release a depth chart. There are a lot of oars on the depth chart. There's still a lot of competition. Number one core value of who we are is always compete. You'll see an updated uh, – Player on the depth chart, Trajan Jeffcoat, was readmitted to the university last month. Uh, and after visiting with him and our team's leadership, we allowed him to rejoin our football team. And we're excited about uh, moving forward with him as a member of the Mizzou Tigers. 
So a couple of things to hit on there. Number one, 69 players. Just to, for a little bit of context, normally you have the 85 scholarship limit. Of course, Missouri for this season with NCAA punishment is down to 81 scholarships at the at their at maximum. Meanwhile, we've already had two guys opt out of the season: wide receiver Maurice Macy, defensive tackle Chris Daniels, and now. Well, a third guy has also opted out, offensive lineman Thalen Robinson. So really, the maximum amount of guys that Missouri could have possibly had for this football game was already down to 78. So now you're looking at the seven guys out with either a positive test or contract contact. Boy, I have a tough time with that. With contact tracing. So now that's basically two guys left. And, well, we had some injury updates to kind of explain those last two guys as well. It sounds like Hyron White, guy who was competing to be the left tackle, starting left tackle on the offensive line, is now going to be out for the entire season with his shoulder injury. Also, Cy Martin, a defensive tackle, backup, he's going to be out for at least the Alabama game. But probably the biggest update other than maybe Hiron White, is that Brendan Scales has decided to medically retire from football. Obviously, you hate to hear any young man have some sort of serious injuries that would preclude him from playing football at this point in his life. You know, Scales is definitely a guy who has some athletic talent and a guy we had heard about positively a couple years ago in preseason camp, but just could never quite seem to break for break through and actually coach Drinkwitz had a little bit more color to add to this situation it was it was a tough conversation um and I know it was re- very difficult for him to make that decision ultimately uh you know for everybody football ends that's why in our program we talk about chasing two dreams a life with football and a life after football and we know that this game ends for everybody at some point and uh we want these guys to be a positive contributor to society that's why we're so adamant about making sure they get their degree and, and utilize all their connections within this university as best they can in order to be uh, successful um, in their communities. But, uh, yeah, it, it is a medical retirement. I just thought it was a good point there by Eli Drinkwitz to bring up that, hey, we're chasing two dreams as college football players because, obviously, most of these young men are not going to play football professionally. So, I don't know, I just thought it was a good a good thing that Eli pointed out that, yes, we're actually preparing young men for life here, not just preparing a bunch of guys to possibly play in the NFL. And to some people, I don't know, that may seem like a bit of a platitude, but to me, I, I really believe in that kind of stuff. I believe that that football and sports in general, it's, it's a real character builder and a lesson builder for life. And, well, from my experience, when I've dealt with former zoo athletes they've all been for the for the vast 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 majority really good people hard-working people and just yeah reliable and ethical all that good stuff and you know what I'm now realizing that I never talked about Trajan Jeff Code who is now back on the Missouri roster I meant to do that a couple minutes ago following Eli Drinkwitz soundbite but instead you know what I'll have to do it after I tell you guys about Built Bar. Now, what's awesome about Built Bar is it's the candy bar, the protein bar that you build yourself. Wait, no, 
I'm sorry. Oh, I'm being told that's not true. You don't actually build it yourself. No, you will get built by eating Built Bar. That's the ticket. Because with the new, even better than ever, Built Bar with their six amazing new flavors, you're going to love this thing even more than you did before. But it's still, even the, the new formula still has the old benefits of low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for that keto diet, especially when you want to, you know, just treat yourself, right? Because we can't just eat pulverized elk meat every single day, as much as that may be good for us, arguably. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Missouri defensive end Trajan Jeffcote was a part of the 2018 class and played a decent bit in that 2018 season. And and following that freshman campaign was expected to be a first stringer on the defensive line for the Tigers last season. But after injuring himself in preseason, sitting out the first few games, Trajan Jeffcoat was removed from the team. And Barry Odom and his staff never commented on why. And, well, on Power Mizzou, the message board, Gabe DeArmond was giving us some pretty obvious hints that, well, Gabe was unwilling to say it, but I'll just say it for him. Gabe was very much hinting at the fact that Mr. Jeffcoat had some sort of Title IX investigation, and obviously he was cleared by the university, whatever it was, at least comfortable enough. Eli Drinkwitz and the university are to the point where they've met with the kid and He's back on the team, so good news for the football team, quite possibly. Again, defensive end, a spot that we've been looking for production, particularly in the pass rush, for seemingly years now. Hopefully, Trajan Jeffcoat can be an answer at that spot. And by the way, while Eli Drinkwitz, we all know he's been keeping his starting quarterback very, very close to the vest, well... It seemed like our starting linebacker, our preseason All-American, Nick Bolton, possible first-round pick, it sure seemed like he may have let the cat out of the bag to me because he said on quarterback Sean Robinson, quote, he has everything to be a great quarterback in this conference. Now, again, Nick Bolton didn't say that about Connor Basilak, and although maybe he feels strongly about Connor too, I don't know. Nobody asked Nick about that apparently. But to me, I I think Nick Bolton, now I believe in his third year in the program, he seems like a smart young man. Surely he's savvy enough to know that he shouldn't be talking up the backup quarterback in the preseason, not not in game week. Now, if this was a true freshman spouting off at the mouth, and by the way, this is probably why coaches don't let true freshmen talk to the media very often, then I would probably just blow it off. But Nick Bolton... Being one of the captains of this football team, if he's going to go public on game week and put Sean Robinson over in a positive fashion, well, that tells me that I'd be stunned if anybody but Sean Robinson was the starter on Saturday at quarterback for the Tigers. By the way, Dave Matter of the Post-Dispatch had a good note, I thought, just recently. He said Warren Powers was actually the first or the most recent, I should say, Mizzou coach 
to have a winning record in his inaugural season. And that would have been his eight and four in the famous 1978 season. And Dave also pointed out that none of the past five Mizzou coaches before Eli, that's Barry Odom, Larry Smith, Gary Pinkle, Bob Stull, and Woody Woodenhofer, none of those gentlemen won more than four games in their inaugural season at Mizzou. But you know what? If it weren't for this weird, obviously truncated, but also much more difficult SEC-only schedule, I really think Eli would have had a good chance to have a winning record this season. But as it stands, with two fewer games and, well, two games that would have been probable wins are now LSU and Alabama, I think we'll probably keep that trend going, more than likely. But obviously, Coach Drinkwitz is going to do everything he can to avoid that reality, And you know what? I think I have a pretty good idea what his offense is going to look like now on Saturday after studying him and his previous teams. So I'll have my guesses to what the game plan is going to look like right after this. Now, if you're going to find something that Alabama doesn't do well, you're going to have to squint pretty hard and put it under a microscope while squinting to find it. But you know what? If you talk to Alabama fans... They've been a little bit disappointed with the defense in recent seasons, but just looking at it statistically from afar, it sure seems like the pass defense was still pretty elite for Alabama last year. It was more the run defense that was a little bit vulnerable. And frankly, even if that weren't the case, I would expect Missouri to run the ball a lot on first and second down on Saturday. I really would. Because first of all, if you listen to most of the beat writers, as I'm sure you've listened to a few of them, if you're listening to this program, well, everybody seems to think that running back is Missouri's biggest position of strength. And certainly, Larry Roundtree has been a great player for the Tigers, and Tyler Beatty, also really productive, providing a little bit different of a skill set at the same time. And then, well, you've got Eli Young, the freshman who's been talked up, Dawson Downing, has had his moments. But again, with the inexperience at offensive line, it's going to be tough to guarantee anything at all on offense. I just think that regardless, you're going to try to maybe limit Alabama's time of possession a little bit, or just not even time of possession, just the amount of possessions that they have, the amount of opportunities that they have to score. But at the same time, judging by, again, I broke down the App State-North Carolina game from last year. App State was at a talent deficit, as Missouri is going to be on Saturday. And what you saw is Drinkwitz was trying to slowly but surely move the ball closer to the sticks on third down with running plays, with screen passes, with pop passes, jet sweeps, that type of deal. Fairly low-risk stuff, but then he would occasionally... When the moment presented itself and with good timing and with good matchups would take deep shots. So I think you'll see that as well. Mostly, I'm just going to be looking at again his third down calls. If they're important third down moments, does he have a play in his back pocket that this team can execute? And I think that hopefully the answer to that question is yes. And if that is the case, then frankly, no matter what happens on Saturday, I'm probably going to be fairly happy with our offense. Also, just after I stopped recording yesterday, 
Missouri did actually release a depth chart, which is not something that I was expected, but well, it was kind of a, it was a bit of a vague depth chart. That's for sure. There were a lot of ors at positions like quarterback, for instance, Sean Robinson or Connor Basilak is the first stringer. Again, you know, I think that Sean Robinson is almost certainly going to start at this point, just reading between the lines, but more notably, Ennis Rakestraw, named starting, starting cornerback across Jarvis Ware, the true freshman who Eli Drinkwitz famously lost his mind for when he chose, when Rakestraw chose the Tigers over the Crimson Tide and his home state of Texas, the Longhorns. So exciting to see that for all the hype that Rakestraw has had in the preseason, it looks like the coaches are backing it up by putting him on the field and hey, good luck to you with Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith of Alabama, two possible first-round picks. Definitely getting thrown right into the fire. Also, a few more notes on this depth chart. Daniel Parker Jr. being listed as an or probably speaks more to his injury status. You know, he had that that serious eye infection in the last few months and, you know, multiple surgeries, including a, a temporary removal of his eyelid. So he's had a lot of complications, a lot of hard times for that kid. So I'd say the fact that he's listed as an or probably tells us that he may not be quite ready yet. Maybe not to start, but maybe he'll play, but he may not be totally ready for a full load just yet because I haven't heard any indications that he's on the verge of being beaten out by anybody else at the tight end position. Another notable spot, Zeke Powell is starting at left tackle. As I noted earlier, Hyron White out for the season now with a shoulder injury. The biggest thing about Zeke Powell is this is the first time that that name has passed my lips because, well, frankly, Zeke joined, just joined the program in August, a transfer from Coffeyville Community College in Kansas. I mean, hopefully this kid's great. <laughs> Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic as a Mizzou fan, but just as a objective observer, having a guy start at left tackle, the famous blindside, a guy who I had literally never heard of until about five minutes ago starting at left tackle, it's a bit of a frightening proposition. So just shows the dire straits that this offensive line just might possibly be in. And finally, I thought it was interesting that we have a true freshman is listed as our first string, our first string punt returner, and that's Chris Abrams Drain, who actually Jimmy Stein, who just recently was on this show from Locked On Bama a few episodes ago, actually last Friday. Well, on a previous episode a few months before that, Jimmy likes to follow the Southeast high school football, and he mentioned Chris Abrams Drain as a guy he thought could possibly contribute immediately for the Tigers, and it sure looks like that's the case at punt returner. And, you know, I think to put a true freshman back there shows, shows something for that kid. My opinion, and I think Drinkwitz would agree with me on this, the first priority of the punt returner is to catch the football. And it takes guts to be able to catch the football as a punt returner. So I'm just impressed that this young fella is being trusted to perform what is a very, very critical job. And hey, with all that being said, that'll be it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. And since this is a a five-day-a-week show and we're going to go on Saturday with a post-game wrap-up, of course, no matter what happens, 
That means I'm either going to take either Thursday or Friday off. So you won't have a show that day. Haven't decided which day yet. Going to play it by ear based on my schedule and, frankly, breaking news as well. We'll see what happens. So I'm going to be flexible. Just keep your eyes peeled on your feed, your social media, what have you. I'll keep you updated. So, until next time, I am John Miller. And thanks once again for listening to Locked on Mizzou. Thank you.